Can you believe it? It's already day 10. We're cranking. We're a third way through the program, and our mental diet is moving ahead full speed. Welcome back. Yesterday, we talked about the power of values and beliefs, and I dumped a pretty big load on you. In fact, you may have noticed that some of these tapes are going more than the 30 minutes that were originally suggested. Let me just tell you, I'll try and clean that up for you by doing a little less in some places here. Maybe we can do some of these meetings a little bit more rapidly. I also want you to know that there's going to be a major shift now in the program in that up until now, we've been really laying a nice, strong foundation. What we're going to start doing is the tapes you're going to be listening to, some of them are going to have workshops built within them. What I mean by that is you're going to start doing maybe a little bit more actually during the taping, not just at the end. So you might want to prepare yourself for that from the standpoint of your expectations and your willingness to go for it. And again, some of these tapes will be a little bit more than 30 minutes. Some may be a little bit less. We're going to try and stay as close to that timeline as possible, but we don't want to cheat you out of anything in terms of key information. And if we can do it in less time, we'll do it in less too. Maybe we can pop some of these through in about 20 minutes. Who knows? Meanwhile, back at the ranch, let's go for it. Today is how to really take control of your life by specifically changing core belief systems, beliefs that are governing and affecting your whole life. Again, yesterday you probably identified a few of these, but what we want to do today is show you a process for actually making that change. And let's do a quick review. What have we talked about over the last 10 days of being here together? Well, one, we've said that really the power to change your life is personal power. Personal power is what creates results, and personal power is the ability to consistently take action, the ability to follow through in spite of fears and challenges and things around you. And we said that in order to succeed, if you'll recall, for repetition's sake and for your memory, you've got to use what we call the ultimate success formula. That is, you've got to know what it is you want in a situation. What is your outcome? And be asking that on a regular basis. Two, you've got to use your personal power and take some kind of action. Three, you've got to notice whether it's working or not. And four, if it's not working, you've got to be flexible. you simply got to change your approach. Instead of feeling bad about it not working out, try something else. We also talked about the power of role modeling. That is really coming from a place of instead of reinventing the wheel, finding someone who's already getting the results that you really want in your life and finding out exactly what they're doing and doing some of the same things. That way you know what actions to take. And again, still being flexible along the way. We then talked about what stops us from using our personal power. And we said that what drives all human behavior, if you remember when we talked about on tape two, are two forces, the controlling forces of your life, pain and pleasure. We said that almost everything we do comes out of these two things, our need to avoid pain or our desire to gain pleasure. And we talked about how those anchors, if you will, or those associations to pain and pleasure literally govern our destiny. You learned about neuroassociative conditioning. You learned that whatever you've been conditioned to feel in your gut, whatever you've learned to associate to things, will determine how you're going to behave. If you've linked pain to something, you're going to try and avoid it if it's massive pain. And if you've linked a ton of pleasure, you're probably going to move towards it. In addition, we found out how anchors are created. How do we get to associate things? We found out that when we're in a peak state of emotion, anything unique that happens around us consistently while we're really in a strong state gets linked up in our head. It gets associated. And sometimes it doesn't always empower us. And we talked about some ways to change some of those anchors, some of those negative associations, and also some ways to create some positive linkages, some positive neuroassociations that would empower your life in virtually every way. We then spent some time understanding what it is you really want in your life. And you found out it's not things, it's not relationships, it's not items, it's feelings, or what we call states. And we spent two days studying how to really manage the core of our life, our emotional states, 
One, through changing our physical body, changing the way we gesture, the way we breathe, the way we move, our facial expressions, our breathing. And two, by controlling our mental focus, by finding, noticing what we're focusing on and how we're focusing on things. And we've learned the power of questions. Are you doing what we've asked each day? Are you, in fact, starting each day with those five questions? If not, now's the time to get started right now and consistently do it for the rest of the program. It will be as important as anything else you do because once you establish this as a habit, you will cause your brain to focus on the most empowering emotions you can have and feel them every single day. In fact, if you do this enough, where you do it every day when you first wake up, pretty soon your brain will get anchored that waking up will literally fire off the positive feelings of being grateful or excited or happy or whatever feelings you've learned to ask yourself the minute you wake up. They'll literally get linked versus the old feelings of whatever you used to feel when you woke up. In addition, in our last few days, we've been focusing on values and beliefs. And we found that these two truly determine specifically how we make decisions, what we do in our lives, and our ultimate destiny. That we have two types of values, if you remember. Those values are moving towards, meaning the states of pleasure we want to get, and those values we're trying to avoid, meaning the states of pain we're trying to do anything to stay away from. And that our brain is always making decisions as to what we should do based on an evaluation of will it mean pain or pleasure and the terms of your experience or your values. And finally, we found out that our beliefs are really the core that determine whether or not we feel like we're meeting our values or not that we could be successful and not feel successful just based on some of our beliefs or what we call rules. And we learned a little bit about global beliefs, our beliefs about ourselves, about people, about life, govern what we're willing to notice, what we're willing to focus on, what we're willing to feel in our lives. So those are just a couple of the key elements just to bring you back up to speed. Again, I'm a big believer in repetition. If I hear something again and again, I'm likely to understand it. And if I hear it enough, I'm likely to use it. And that's my outcome for you. Remember, power is use, not just knowledge. My design of this program for you was designed so that every day you would do something, not just listen passively. And I hope you're doing that at 100% level. So let's go on to the next step. The next step, as I said, is we want to learn now how do we change some of our beliefs? Well, it's actually very simple because we've laid such a strong foundation. You now know how to change virtually anything. Do you remember the three keys to neuroassociative conditioning? We said, one, you've got to get leverage on yourself. You've got to get yourself to the point where you absolutely in your gut believe something must change. You must change it, and you can and must right now. Once you're at that point, your brain will find a way. Two, we said you've got to interrupt the old pattern of association, the negative one, the one that's limiting you. And three, we said you've got to condition yourself until you have a new association, a new empowering way of feeling or linking things together in your life. We're going to use that same three steps in a little bit different context to change our beliefs. How? Well, think about this. Your brain will do anything to avoid massive pain. So here are the steps we're going to use to change our beliefs. Number one. We're going to identify the beliefs that you really want to change. What are the beliefs right now, the controlling beliefs that are limiting your life most? Beliefs about life, beliefs about people, beliefs about yourself, beliefs about relationships, beliefs about money. What are some of those core beliefs that right now are stopping you from achieving the level of success that you really are committed to? Two, once we identify what those limiting beliefs are, the way we're going to get rid of them is step two is we're going to link enough pain to your present limiting beliefs until pretty soon your brain says, I've had it. 
It's not worth it. There's too much pain here, and your brain will do anything to break the pattern or move you away from it. I want you to know that process of interrupting somebody's pattern, if you just get them to link a lot of pain to something they're presently doing, that will interrupt their pattern simultaneously while it gives you leverage. Does that make sense? Because they used to associate it as being pleasurable or at least being comfortable. Now you've interrupted the pattern. You've changed the way they look or feel about things. So step one, again, we're going to identify the limiting beliefs. Step two, we're going to link or get our brain to associate massive pain to our present beliefs so that we feel like we have to change. Step three, we're going to create a new set of empowering beliefs to replace the old ones. So if you had an old belief that said something like, I used to have one that said, I'm too young. And that was massively limiting my life. It was keeping me from giving 100%. It was keeping me from starting my business. It was keeping me from going out with a woman I was extremely attracted to because I thought, well, she's older than I am and I'm too young for her. All that kind of junk. It was just a total lock, a total set of bonds that were holding me back. So what I did was, one, I identified it and realized, hey, this really, as simple as this is, is really slowing my life down. It's holding me back. Two, I began to think of all the places in my life that it was costing me. And not just think about it, but feel it. To feel the consequences. That's the key to making a change with yourself. Get yourself to feel the consequences of your present behavior where it is incredibly painful. So I asked myself questions that would make me focus on the pain that really was there that I was trying not to notice. So pretty soon, having that belief I could see was incredibly painful for my life. Step three, I identified a new belief. That new belief became youth is power. And I identified youth is not age, but energy and focus. That as long as I don't care if I'm 95 years old, I'll still be youthful and I'll still have that power because it comes from passion and enthusiasm. So that process is what began to change. So I identified a new belief, and that's exactly what you're going to do. And a new belief is nothing but a new generalized statement. Hey, when you say, I'm too young, that's a giant generalization. Too young for what? Now you might say, oh, well, I'm too old. Well, that's also a generalization. Too old for what? You know, Colonel Sanders became a multimillionaire, changed the eating habits of a country with little or no background after the age of 65. So just realize any belief you make is a statement and it's a generalization. So when you make a generalization, you might as well make them that will empower you instead of disempower you. So as long as we're going to make stuff up, make something up that will make you stronger and make you go for it more. So youth is power. Now, by the way, at some point in my life, I might say maturity is power. Who knows? You know, I'm sure I'll change. I'll get one that's even more empowering for wherever I am then. See, I don't judge beliefs by whether they're accurate or not. I used to tell people, hey, this is how it is. This is what you must believe because this is how reality is. This is life. And I still sometimes get carried away, but I've, with some maturity through the years, matured a little bit in my view of things. And I've begun to realize that what I believe is absolutely true today may change five years from now as I make additional distinctions, as strong as I feel about it right now. I mean, really think about it. Don't you have some beliefs that you used to have, say, five years ago? Didn't you have some beliefs back then that today you're even embarrassed to admit you believe them? But back then, boy, you knew it was true. Don't you have a belief or two like that? I know I do. So I've learned not to judge beliefs by whether or not they're absolutely 100% accurate. I now judge them, are they useful? Is it useful to believe this? Because for almost every belief, there's usually an exception. So as long as I'm going to do that, let me just make sure it's useful. That is that it empowers me and the people that I'm in relationship with. So key core belief you can change to is anything that's a statement that empowers you. So youth is power. Age is power. Maturity is power. Whatever it takes, create that there. Here's step four. After you've identified 
the new belief you want to install. All you have to do is link massive pleasure to using it. How do we do that? Well, we're going to do it simply by thinking about the positive consequences, how our life will be enhanced by adopting this belief. And we'll look at it in virtually all the areas that are important to us. God, by having this belief, how does it affect my relationships? Well, it makes me more outgoing. It makes me more playful. It makes me a little more outrageous. It makes me stronger. It makes me closer to people. It takes away a lot of my fear. What does it do in your business? Well, in business, it allows me to communicate what I really feel is absolutely right at the moment. It allows me to speak up in those key business meetings. It allows me to go for it in this particular area. I no longer feel leashed by this other situation over here. What else does it do? Well, over here, it allows me to be a better role model. And you'll go on and on and on until your brain links so much pleasure and new belief. Guess what happens? In the end, your brain is real simple. It says, I don't want the pain of that old belief. I want the pleasure. And it will install a new pattern. And that's the final step. Step number five, you will condition yourself over and over again to think of this new belief and feel phenomenal. Think of this belief feeling incredible. Think of the belief feeling incredible. Think of the belief. And you will literally, like Ivan Pavlov, condition yourself over and over again to when you think of this belief, it creates power and pleasure and happiness and excitement. And you'll just do it by rehearsal over and over again, thinking about all the great results continuously for five or six minutes as fast as you can so that your brain links these things together. Now a new belief is installed. Hey, when you talk to most people about beliefs, they think, oh my gosh, well, you just can't teach an old dog new tricks. You're right if you don't get any leverage on the dog, but get out a big stick and get out a big carrot. And I can tell you one thing, you can teach any dog new tricks no matter how old they are. Now, for some people, it takes a bigger stick. That is, they need to get to the point where they believe this must change. And older dogs sometimes don't get to that point as quickly as younger dogs sometimes because they haven't been conditioned to be as flexible. But some people do. And so my point is you can do it with anybody and you can change yourself. Changing your beliefs is as easy as going on a computer and changing files. It's literally that easy, but that isn't easy if you don't know how to do it, is it? If you just go there and you don't know how to use the computer and you go banging along on that thing, you're right. You could be here for years and never change files, never get the result. And that's the problem. People say, well, I've never done it in the past. Let me give you a belief that I've already alluded to several times that I would highly encourage you to adopt. The past does not equal the future. The past does not equal the future. Gosh, if you want to know a core belief that's enhanced my life, that's one of them. I came from the place in the past where, well, gosh, I've never been able to do it before, so I can't do it now. Garbage. Even if you tried something a moment ago, remember this. Even if you tried it a moment ago and it didn't work, don't say, well, I already tried it it didn't work. It didn't work a moment ago. Try something a little bit new and see if you can pull it off now. That's really enhanced my life because otherwise what we do is give up. What if Thomas Edison came from the frame the past equals the future? He tried 9,999 times to create an electric light bulb and it didn't work. He would have just given up. He would have said, oh, gosh, there's plenty of references in the past that this will never work. But see, people that produce results understand the past is the past. It can give me learning and distinctions, but it does not control my present or my future. All it is is a reference, and it isn't necessarily an accurate reference. See, you want to learn from the past, but you also want to learn from the present, and you want to create a brighter future. Change your core beliefs. Let me offer you real quickly a few other core beliefs that affected my life. Another one for me that changed me completely is adopting a belief that says there is always a way. If I'm committed, there is always a way to create a result that I'm committed to. What do I mean by that? That means no matter what's going on or how impossible things look, I have this belief, and it's a gut-level belief that says if I'm committed, there's a way to turn this around. There's a way to make this happen. There's still a way to make it happen. 
Now, it might require a lot of money or time or outrageousness, but there is a way. Now, I know this belief isn't accurate all the time, but it's a great generalization to live by. It's enhanced my life well beyond most people. Hey, when a quarter of a million dollars got embezzled and my company was $758,000 in debt, everyone around me was asking one question. How long before we have to go into bankruptcy? Or which bankruptcy court are we going to go to? Or how will we survive? I did not ask those questions. I got very angry at first, but after I got off that and turned it and started turning into a learning experience, my whole focus was, what do we need to do to make this thing work? Why did I ask that question? First of all, by asking, what do we need to do to make this thing work? I started to get answers. And I figured a way, what do we need to do to turn this around? And I started finding out how to turn my company around. In addition, though, that question came because I have a belief that says there's always a way. When everybody else said there's no way, including my own accountants, everybody around me, they said, you're going to have to go bankrupt. I said, look, there is always a way. If I'm committed, I am committed. I will find a way. And I asked better questions. Are you following me on this? Core beliefs are the crux of your life. So I want you to identify a list of beliefs that right now are limiting you. And I think you may have done that yesterday, but if you haven't, now's the time to do it. You may need to stop the tape now. But what I want you to identify is find two core beliefs to start with. You can do this as many as you want after this, but two beliefs that are really limiting your life. I'm not smart enough. I'm too young. I'm too old. I don't have enough energy. I'm not healthy enough. People are mean. People are vicious. I can't do it because I'm a man. I can't do it because I'm a woman. I can't do it because I'm black. I can't do it because I'm white. I can't do it because I'm brown. I can't do it because I'm a Christian. I can't do it because I'm a Martian. Whatever it is. Come up with what it is that you think you can't do things for or the thing that's stopping you and identify two of them now, right now, and write them down as just a single sentence. Two core beliefs that are limiting your life. Stop the tape right now and jot them down. Put them in your success journal if at all possible. Go ahead and do it now and I'll be back with you in a moment. Okay, welcome back. You should have two beliefs written down in a sentence form. Again, like, I don't have enough money, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not strong enough, or whatever it is, but make it one sentence. Or, if I had more money, then I could succeed, if you used a rule type of belief, okay? You get the format. Now, what do we do to get rid of this? Well, we've already done step one. We have identified the belief that we need to change. we got to go now to step two. And we're going to do step two, and step three, and step four, and step five together. And we're going to do it through a metaphorical process I've created. That sounds like a pretty complicated approach to things. Actually, it's pretty simple. By metaphor, I mean story. There is a story that I once watched that gave me a great role model for how to change people, and it really governed me, and it's a story I know you know. It's called A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Sure enough, here is a perfect example of how to change somebody who didn't want to be changed. See, it's easy to change people who want to change. By watching this film, I developed a technique I now call the Dickens Pattern. And it's one of the most powerful ways I've found to change people's beliefs and their behaviors. What basically it does is, do you remember the story? Here was a guy who had no desire to change, right? In fact, in his mind, he was successful by being the way he was. He had linked up in his head that the reason he made money is because he was such a horrible person. The reality is that was like saying, do you remember the story we talked about earlier about the night where people linked up my microphone being the night? It wasn't the night. But people sometimes in their lives link up things and go, I'm successful because of this. He wasn't successful because he was mean. He was successful for other reasons. But beyond all that, he didn't want to change and he could prove to you he didn't need to. Okay? But in one night, even though he didn't want to change, his whole world changed, didn't it? All his core beliefs and his behaviors. How? 
Well, three neuroassociative conditioning specialists showed up in the middle of the night. Three knackers. <laughs> three ghosts, if you will. And what did these three ghosts do? Well, they came in and used some neuroassociative conditioning, some NAC on this man. How did they do it? Number one, they got leverage. How they got him to experience, not tell him. Now, notice the difference. They didn't tell him. They got him to feel and experience massive pain and relate that to his present beliefs and behaviors. Isn't that what they did? And they did it in three ways. They had him go to his past and experience all the pain that he had in his past because of those behaviors. They then brought him to the present and got to link all this present pain he was getting because of this pain that he wasn't focusing on, pain he'd been trying to delete in his life and not notice so he could stay the way he was. And then they took him to the future where it really got compelling. And there they got him to feel ultimate pain, the ultimate pain his life would have because he lived this way. Well, between those three people in one night, they link so much pain, he would do anything to change. They not only got leverage, but if you link, again, enough pain to something, that interrupts somebody's pattern instantly. You don't have to work on any other pattern interrupts. Do you know what I'm saying? In other words, he used to link in his mind, being mean means being rich. Well, when he had that much pain, not only did they get leverage where he felt like he must change, but it interrupted his pattern. His brain said, hey, being mean means pain. So then all they had to do was give him a new association. And remember, if you interrupt somebody's pattern, they're going to look for a new pattern. In other words, once you break that pattern, there's a vacuum. And that vacuum for him was, oh, my gosh. You know, they said, boy, you better treat people well. And he went out and started treating people well, and he got all the joy, didn't he? He woke up the next morning so lucky to be alive. He started giving. People started loving him. And he started linking up, boy, giving means pleasure. Not giving means pain. His life changed. It's called the Dickens pattern, and we're going to do it. Here are the key elements. One, you got to be willing to experience some pain. I know that doesn't sound too terribly exciting, and we have a very short period of time to do this on this tape because they've already been gone for some time. But I'm going to give you a mini version of what I do with people in seminars. And what we're going to do, though, is you've got to be willing to really associate and feel the amount of pain that you have right now and or will have because of these limiting beliefs. Does that make sense? So I can't do it for you, not here anyway, not over this tape, but you've got to do it to yourself. I'll guide you through asking you some effective questions. Then, once we've gotten you to experience pain, primarily we're going to focus on the future because we don't have a lot of time to do what I call a full Dickens. We're just going to use the future, okay? Once we've done that, your brain will be motivated to make a change. That's where we're going to create a new belief, and we're just going to have you see what the positive consequences are and use those by conditioning. So let's begin Dickens. Here's what I want you to do. Take a nice deep breath in, exhale slowly, and I will tell you that if you're doing this in your car, this is not the ideal place to do it. Um, if you're going to do this in your car, I would do it now, and you might want to do this again at home later on. Uh, it can be done in the car. Just make sure that you're paying attention to your driving as well because this may internalize some feelings for you. So again, ideal place would be to stop, pull over, and take eight minutes to do this with me. Or wait till you get home and do this. But make sure you follow through. Don't learn all this stuff and then not apply it. Make sure you follow through and use it right now. Or you commit to a time today where you're going to do this Dickens pattern. All right, let's begin. Take a nice deep breath in again. Exhale slowly. Close your eyes. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to think about these two limiting beliefs that you have in your life. These two beliefs that have really held you back in various areas. And what I want you to do is I want you to imagine how much they weigh on your life and feel that weight on your body. 
And as you do, I want you to think about what are the consequences? By having these beliefs, what does it cost you? What does it cost you in the past? And what is it costing you now in your life to have these beliefs? In other words, what are you losing because of these beliefs? What are you missing out on? And be honest with yourself and just don't go, well, I'm missing out on some great relationships. Stop and think about specific relationships that maybe you've never looked at it before, but it's costing you a level of love or rapport or connection. And feel how that feels to feel that loss. Again, I'm counting on you to create the real pain in your body. Otherwise, we're wasting our time. Really be willing to feel it. Use a lot of pain in the present to have a lot of pleasure in the future. That's what we're asking you to do. Now, what is it costing you financially? Do these beliefs limit some of the choices you make that affect your finances? Do these beliefs affect your willingness to take some risks, to invest, to go for it? Do these beliefs, how do these beliefs cost you in your own self-esteem? Having these beliefs, what does it do to your self-confidence? Does it create doubt or strength to have these beliefs? How do you feel about yourself when you live by these beliefs? Do you feel powerful or weaker? How do these beliefs affect your energy level? They create energy or take energy away? What do you think of when you think of yourself living by these beliefs? What do you say to yourself when you look in the mirror and realize that you've allowed these beliefs to control you? Say it to yourself. See it. How does your face look when you think about living with these beliefs and the weight of them pulling you down? Feel how it feels. What kind of role model are you for your children if you have children? What kind of role model are you for anybody? How does it affect you spiritually, your relationship with your creator? Think of what all the costs are for you physically, financially, emotionally, socially, spiritually. All the areas of your life. Now do this. Take the weight of all of these limitations, all the things you're missing out on, and I want you to pull yourself into the future. And as you go into the future, I want you to step five years into the future and make sure you drag with you all of the limiting feelings and experiences and limitations that these beliefs will create for another five years, stacking one atop another, like a giant snowball getting bigger and bigger and bigger, pushing you further down. And I want you to step into the future five years from now and with you bring all the things you've missed out on, all the pain, all the frustration, all the anger that these beliefs have generated through time, all the things you've given up on. Bring all of that with you. Drag it with you now five years in the future. I want you to actually feel yourself going five years in the future now. And as you arrive five years in the future, I want you to look in the mirror. Now, if you don't think you're good at visualizing, feel as if you're looking in the mirror or talk to yourself about these things. And as you come to the mirror, take a look at your face. And how do you look five years from now, having lived with all these limiting beliefs and not changed? Not changed at all. What's the price you've paid? Do you look younger or older? More alive or less alive? More energized or less energized? Think about it. Feel it. Actually be there. What's been the price in your self-esteem? How do you feel about yourself, having lived for five years with these limiting beliefs and not changing them? What's been the cost to you? That's right. What do you like physically? Did it cause you to gain weight because you didn't like the way you felt, so you tried to distract yourself through food or smoke or drink? What's happened to your physical energy and flexibility? 
What has it done to you in business or in your career? Have you really gone as high as you could have? Or what have you missed out on in your career because you had some of these limiting beliefs? What does it cost you? What's been the price of these beliefs? Again, feel it. Don't just think it. Feel what it would feel like if you're there right now and you paid that price for five long years. Five years of those limitations. Five years of giving up your power. What's been the price in relationships? Are there any relationships that you're no longer in because of this? What does it cost you in your emotional connection with the people you care about? What's it cost you financially for five years? What are the things you didn't do that you should have and you didn't because of your fears about these beliefs? What's been the cost in your whole life? What do you say to yourself as you see yourself five years from now in the future with these limiting beliefs controlling your life? Feel it. Now step in the future 10 years from now. Drag 10 years of disappointment with you. 10 years of one failure building on another. 10 years of all the limitations of these beliefs, all the things you've missed out coming with you. 10 years in the future and now look in the mirror and notice how you feel. You feel older or younger, more alive or less alive. Does your body feel heavier or lighter? Do you feel stronger or weaker? What do you say to yourself as you look at yourself after living this way for a decade, 10 years? What did you give up? What did you give up emotionally? How much frustration have you experienced for 10 years because of these beliefs? How many things were you afraid of? How many things did you not do? How many things did you give up on? How much pain have you experienced because of these lousy little beliefs? What's been the cost for you in your relationships now? Have you even given up on having that level of passion you know you deserved back then? Who's in your life? How do your friends think of you? How do you think of yourself? What's happened to you spiritually? What's happened to you physically? What's happened to you financially and emotionally? What's been the price of these beliefs? Feel it. Feel the pain and make it real for yourself. Step 20 years into the future now and drag two decades, 20 years of pain with you all the way and feel all the things you've missed out on for 20 years culminating on your back. Feel it. Feel all the things you gave up on, all the things you missed out on, all the pain you've experienced because of these limiting beliefs. Look in the mirror and notice what your face looks like, what your body looks like. Are you healthy or not? Are you fatter? Do you feel lighter or heavier, stronger or weaker, more alive or less alive, more excited or totally depressed and disappointed? Where are you? What's happened to you? What price did you pay for these lousy beliefs? What did it cost you in your relationships? What did it cost you in your career, in your business? What didn't you do because of these beliefs? What didn't you try? What didn't you go for? What does it cost you physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially? What does it cost your family life? What do you say to yourself after 20 years of living this way with these limiting beliefs? Was it worth it? Feel the pain and make it real. See all the prices you've paid, all the things you've given up, all the things you've missed out on your life. How do you feel about your life if you live this way for 20 years? And decide if you're willing to live this way. Are you willing to have this be your destiny? 
If this is painful enough that you are absolutely committed to never living this way again, your brain will change your beliefs. If not, you better keep working on this till it's really painful. Do whatever it takes. Ask yourself questions. Feel the pain. If you're committed and never having this happen in your life, know that this is only the shadow of the future, as they said, and that this can be changed by you changing your beliefs. Come backwards in time, back to today, and realize that none of this has happened yet, fortunately. Come all the way back to today and realize none of this has happened yet. It doesn't have to happen if you make some changes. And as you do, you may notice that if you did this and you really were feeling the feelings, you may have been bent over as you got older and as you felt more of the weight of those problems. And as you come back today, you may find yourself sitting or standing more upright, breathing more fully, feeling more alive. And you might want to shake your body out and interrupt that pattern, get out of that state completely. Change your physiology, change your state by moving your body around, bounce up and down, move around, breathe and get completely out of that state. Now, your brain should be at this point very motivated to change these beliefs. It should have associated enough pain. So what do we need to do? Real simple, we need to get ourselves in a great state and decide what are two beliefs that we really want that would empower us. So right now, change your body radically and I want you to stand, breathe, start to move the way you would if you felt totally energized, totally excited, totally passionate. I mean, move your body. You go, this is weird, Tony. Doesn't matter, go for it anyway. Move your body, breathe, gesture, express yourself the way you would. Start talking out loud more rapidly, more quickly till you can put yourself in a place where you feel excited. Because right now, I want you to put yourself in a state like this gentleman Scrooge was in when he realized it was still Christmas morning and he had a chance to change it all. That level of excitement and energy, create it in your body right now, whatever it takes. And as you create it, start thinking of what is the opposite of your old beliefs. If you were going to change these two beliefs and install two new beliefs that were going to empower you, what would those two new beliefs be? If you're going to make them in one sentence, like mine was, if you recall, hey, I'm too young, I went to youth is power. I don't have the degree, I went, thank God, I got a PhD in results. I haven't been conditioned on what to believe or not to believe. I can make my own choices. Make it a sentence. I've got a PhD in results. I don't have any money. I have as much money as I'm committed to making. I have as much money as I need as long as I get committed. I have as much money as I need by developing a strategy. Whatever belief it is, make it a phrase. Whatever it is, make it something that empowers you. And in this state right now, I want you to write down two sentences, two new beliefs to replace the old ones. What would they be? Write them down right now. Quickly. Sit down and right now come up with two different sentences. What would you replace the old beliefs with? Two powerful sentences that when you say them, you think, if I had that belief, it would really empower my life. What would be the antithesis of your old belief? Go for it. Write it down quickly, quickly. If you need time, stop the tape right now and just take a moment and write down these two new empowering beliefs. Go for it. Welcome back. You should now have two empowering beliefs that are stated in sentences that are very clear and hopefully stated in the positive. In other words, if you had an old belief that said, well, I'm ugly, and you've changed the new one to, I'm not that attractive, that's not a strong enough new belief. Make it stated in the positive, okay? Now, all we've got to do now to install it is get us to associate in our own minds pleasure to having it and then condition that till it stays. We've identified what the new belief is. How do we do it? Same way we pulled out the old one. We're going to go back to Dickens. We're going to start to get the result we want. Take a nice deep breath in. Exhale slowly. Close your eyes quickly. 
and let's just have some fun. It'll be easy to install because there's a vacuum. There's a hole where your old belief used to be, and now you can fill it with this new empowering belief. So what I want you to do, real simple, is this. I want you to imagine right now that you have lived with these new beliefs for five years. In other words, we're going to step five years into the future, but this time, as you go to the future, it's a new destiny. I want you to notice the positive, powerful impact that these new beliefs have had on your life. In other words, where are you now in your life after five years of living with these beliefs? What have you gained? How is your life greater? How is your life enhanced? Go ahead, step into the future, and with you, take all the successes that you've built day after day after day because of these new beliefs for five whole years. How has it enhanced your personality? How has it strengthened your confidence? What has it caused you to really go for? Take a look in the mirror five years from now as you arrive there, living with all these great beliefs for five years, and take a look in the mirror. Are you smiling or frowning? Do you have lots of energy or a little bit of energy? Do you feel younger or older? Do you feel more excited about life or less? Take a look at your level of confidence and your ability and your emotions. Do you feel more joy and pleasure and passion or less? How about your relationships? Is there more drive and excitement and love there or less? What's happened to your ability to really impact the people around you in a positive way because of these empowering beliefs? Hey, what's happened to you financially? Because of these beliefs, did you try some things you wouldn't have tried before? Did you hear some things you wouldn't have heard before? Did you learn some things you wouldn't have learned before? Did you invest in some things you wouldn't have invested in before? What's happened there as well after five years of living with empowering beliefs? In addition, what's happened to you physically? Do you feel more healthy, more alive? Do you have more energy? What do you like in your physical weight? Have you learned to change your state without having to just use drugs or alcohol or food or something else? Take a good look. What do you like spiritually or in your relationship with your creator? What kind of role model are you for your kids or for your friends? What do you say to yourself after living this way for five years? Notice how it feels. Feel it right now. Now, step 10 years in the future, and I want you to feel what it feels like to live with these beliefs for a decade. A decade of living the way you absolutely know would create success. A decade of living by these empowering beliefs. A decade of having your personality influenced and impacted by them. And as you arrive 10 years in the future, again, look at your face. Are you more alive or less alive? Do you have more energy or less? Do you look younger or older? Do you stand differently than you did even 10 years ago? How do you feel about yourself having lived this way for a decade? What do you say to yourself? What's your level of confidence, passion, aliveness, playfulness? That's it. What's happened in your relationships? Have they enhanced and gotten even better and stronger? Or are they weakened? What's happened in your relationships with your children if you have them? What kind of role model are you? What do you like personally, emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually, intellectually, and socially? How is your life greater? How is your life enhanced for 10 full years? And now here's the kicker. Go to year 20. Step in the future, 20 years in the future, where you've lived this way for two decades, where this is really who you are. There's no question anymore. And feel how good it feels. Feel the power and the maturity and the distinctions and the success and the happiness and the joy and the pleasure and the security and the adventure. Feel it all inside of you right now. Look in the mirror and notice what your life is like. What do you say to yourself having lived this way for 20 years? Look at all your relationships, your business, your career. And again, notice and feel how good it feels to have lived this way for 20 years. And decide, 
for a moment, I want you to look at both destinies, the one you were heading on and the one you're on now. Decide side by side, which one are you committed to living? I know it's a tough choice, but give it a shot. (laughs) I think it'll be pretty clear. Once you decide, come back to today being excited, knowing that this destiny that you're now on track for hasn't happened yet, which means you get to look forward to it every single day just by having these new beliefs. Come all the way back to today and feel the excitement you can have about your future, the excitement you can have about your present. And when you finish this tape, write down your success journal, write down a paragraph or two or three as to how each one of these beliefs, how specifically will this belief, new one you've installed, enhance the quality of your life now. That's your only assignment for today. And when you come back tomorrow, we're going to work on creating a compelling future, understanding the power of why. Till then, again, live with passion.